You're listening to the Rose Theodora podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode. I first want to thank you all for your um, feedback and uh, every time you rate the podcast or comment, it just really helps to spread the podcast and to bring it into fruition even more and to share it with people. So I first thank you so much for that. I felt so supported and uh, I recently took a poll and I asked you guys what do you want to know more about or how can I help you and uh, a lot of you came back both on the uh, private Facebook group that I have for this podcast called Rose Theodora uh, podcast if you have not yet joined I encourage you to do so Um, you can ask questions and comments. It's monitored by both um, my producer and myself. And uh, on Instagram, Rose Theodora underscore astrology. And I asked you guys that question and a lot of you came back and said, I just want to know how to work with the astrology. I want to know more about what's happening and how to utilize it. And so that's why I started this podcast because I wanted to share my experience with you in my Um, private counseling practice and just years of experience to give you tools to um, to empower you so this episode is a cosmic weather report and I'll do this occasionally I'll do just a short uh, run through about the upcoming month or like if there's a really important astrological event which there is Right now, we just entered eclipse season. So in honor of that and in honor of um, just your feedback and how engaged you have been, and I, again, cannot thank you enough, this episode is starting from the new moon, uh, which I'm recording on the new moon, May 22nd, um, and I'll cover Mercury retrograde in this episode, uh, the upcoming lunar eclipse, on June 5th, summer solstice on June 20th, and then a major conjunction between Jupiter and Pluto on uh, from like June 21st, and it's exact on June 30th. So that's what this episode will be about. Again, it's a cosmic weather report. So I recommend taking notes and you can kind of it's I like to use astrology in a way or utilize it in which you can just know what's going on and like check in your calendar and say, oh, okay, this event is happening and um, and just look at the overall big picture. So wherever you are, know that we are sharing this time and space together. If you look at astrological events as folds in time or a thread that is connecting all of the alignments together, I never think of one astrological event as an isolated event. 
It's not. Uh, there are events that led up to this new moon in Gemini, and if you are listening to this afterwards, that's great. It's not about the specific new moon. It's about the events that are aligned to that and how we've been working with that. So think about transits, the sky overhead, and those events are all interlinked. And so the new moon on May 22nd in Gemini, there's always a new and a full moon once per month. New and full moons alternate every two weeks and they weave through the signs. The new moon will be in Gemini and then the next full moon or lunar eclipse in this case on June 5th is two weeks later in Gemini's opposite sign. Then we move to the next zodiac sign, which is Cancer, new moon in Cancer. Then we'll have a full moon uh, in Capricorn, Cancer's opposite sign. The next new moon would be Leo. So that's how it works. The new moons are consecutive as are the full moons in their opposite sign. So the new moon in Gemini has something in common with the lunar eclipse in Sagittarius in that both of these lunations, lunation involving the moon and the sun, as conscious, the sun is a conscious body of light and the moon is the unconscious light, our awareness. And so whenever we're dealing with a new or a full moon or an eclipse, think about it as an awakening of your consciousness. Whenever there's a new moon, <clears throat> the sun and the moon are on one side of the earth and it's like this, the, the, um, the moon is blocking the light of the sun and it allows you to pause and to go inward inside of yourself and to think about what you are creating and what you are willing. And whenever we have a full moon uh, or a lunar eclipse, because an eclipse is a magnified uh, full moon, and um, let me repeat that actually. So we've got uh, new moons and full moons. And when we have a lunar eclipse, it's basically an exaggerated full moon. And whenever we have a solar eclipse, it's, it's an exaggerated new moon. And so the difference between eclipses and new and full moons is that the moon is completely during a uh, new moon or solar eclipse, the moon's completely blocking the light of the sun if they're both on one side of the earth and the moon is in between the sun and the earth, the moon's completely blocking the light. And that pause in consciousness does allow us to go so deeply in. And the eclipse is uh, also right on the ecliptic. It's like a perfect alignment of the sun and the moon and the earth. Now, when we have a lunar eclipse, which is that full moon exaggerated, which is happening on June 5th, imagine that the earth is in the center and the moon is on one side and the sun is on the other. And so now both bodies of light, the moon is reflecting the sunlight to the earth. And so that is like a jolt of consciousness um, in the collective, both the collective consciousness and your individual consciousness. So eclipses, if you haven't gathered by now, are a major alignment. They're a big deal because they bring you into alignment with your destiny.
And so what the new moon on May 22nd, and again, if you're listening to this afterwards, if you're even listening to this in August or next year, it's okay. Eclipses are major. And so are astrological events in that you can actually go back in time and see what you were doing and how that led to where you are today. One of my favorite ways to work with clients actually is a form of rectification. When you go back and you uncover, you investigate, well, what were you doing then? And what did you initiate? Um, Whether it was a marriage or starting a job or something even uh, that doesn't seem so prominent in your life, but yet leads to something that's major. So these are never uh, outdated. You can always go back and listen to the episodes and actually apply them to your life. The new moon on May 22nd, the lunar eclipse on June 5th, summer solstice, June 20th, and a uh, solar eclipse on June 21st, what they all have in common is an aspect to Mars. They're in relationship to Mars. And Mars is a planet of will and drive and action. And for the first two, on the new moon on May 22nd and the lunar eclipse on June 5th, Mars is in an actual difficult aspect, meaning it's just harder to to integrate it into our experiences. So it causes a little bit of agitation and irritation. And the reasoning, I think, behind this is Mars is in Pisces. And it is for both of these uh, astrological events, the first new moon and lunar eclipse. And in a tense aspect, it's basically creating, you know, you want to take action. Mars always wants to take action, but it's somehow diluted in Pisces. It just doesn't function so well in Pisces because they're kind of the antithesis of one another. The uh, focus and drive of Mars in its purest sense wants to take passionate action and to be reactive and that's what it's good at actually and Pisces is uh, more empathic and slow and and deep feeling oriented and um, so when the two are together what that's doing for you is creating like a little bit of uh, anticipation or anxiousness because you know you want to take action there's an excitement um, but there's also this ambiguity and this sense of well what action do I take I can't take an action right now. We're in quarantine and barely coming out of it. And like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. So that's what Mars is doing. It's saying, okay, like anything is possible in Pisces, anything. In fact, it's so overwhelming all the feelings you can feel. And yet you want to take action. The best thing you can do with Mars and Pisces is to really just be with your feelings and to not project your feelings outward or onto other people. Um, And to not feel like a victim. That's like the shadow side of it. The positive way to really work with it is to meditate, to do stuff Pisces. Because you can take action in Pisces and you'll feel better. And uh, Pisces actions are forgiveness, self-forgiveness. And um, dancing and movement and poetry. And like finding expression through uh, your artistic sensibilities. So... Mars in aspect to both of these lunations is saying you are shaping, you're growing always because that's what eclipses do too. They bring you into that sense of um, alignment, but also 
signifies big changes in your life. So Mars says, okay, we're changing and evolving, but I don't know if I'm ready. It's, it's challenging. It's questioning you to provoke you to say, are you really ready? What do you need to let go of in your life? What do you need to forgive? Can you, are there parts of you that you're not forgiving as well that are holding you up? Because that's sort of the missed step here is there is something else that you're needing to do in order to move forward. And that's causing the agitation and the defensiveness that Mars is, um, its influence is in these two uh, astrological events. So there's that. And then the new moon in Gemini is about reinstating your uh, thought process and your ideation. And it's very heady. We've just come from Taurus season, which was uh, April 20th until May 20th. And so in Taurus season, collectively, we were all learning about the value of life and the the value of body connection, especially with COVID, right? We've been truly thinking about the quality of our life and health and wellness and how to ground into the body and just stay present. It's been slow and methodical. And now that the sun on May 20th has moved into Gemini, then with the new moon, it's this exciting, like kind of buzzy, very busy, you know, kind of all over the place uh, mentality. And Mars is challenging that and saying, what are you busy doing? Are you busy like checking out? Are you busy... Um, thinking so much about possibilities, don't forget that you have perfected in some ways how to become embodied during Taurus season. You have that ability and that gift of being present and being embodied. So if you do feel overwhelmed, bring it back to your breath. Breathe deeply. Ground into your body so that the ideas that you're having can become more constructive. The other aspect that occurred with the new moon in Gemini that's significant because Venus is retrograde. I do speak about it a lot in the uh, All Things Gemini episode or Understanding Gemini, which is episode five. Uh, But Venus retrograde and Mercury come together in Gemini and they make a challenging aspect to Neptune, which is again that Piscean ambiguity of oneness and, um, you know, unlimited possibilities. And Mercury and Venus, being that they're so close to the Earth and the Sun, are more personal planets. So they're more focused on their themes of quality of life, Venus, and Mercury, thought and ideation, communication. When they're challenged by Neptune, this again is saying... Your ideas aren't clear. Confusion is normal. That's fine. There, there's actually, uh, in, in Hindu culture, there's actually a deity, and I cannot think of her name, uh, who practices the art of confusion. And there is something beautiful about being comfortable with ambiguity and being comfortable just to let your ideas 
move freely and to observe them and to know when you're escaping in an unhealthy way and when you are uh, overwhelmed too much by ideas, you know, do you have that ability to come back to the present moment so that you can have clear and constructive thoughts or so that you can uh, really create a new constructive thought space that supports your future. And what I mean by that is, are the thoughts you're having constructive? Are the thoughts you are having of value? Are the thoughts you are having um, supporting your ideas about the future? Are you communicating from heart space is what Neptune and Venus are saying. It's not about talking. It's not about being defensive. It's about speaking clearly and also communicating from a place of honesty so that you can become more clear. In essence, that's what the new moon was about. Then Mercury goes retrograde on June 18th to July 12th in the sign of Cancer. And if you're really technical, it's 14 degrees Cancer to 5 degrees Cancer. And if you're not technical, let that go. It doesn't matter. Mercury retrograde in the sign of Cancer from that time really is about thinking, rethinking, redoing, revisiting thoughts around emotional security, around nostalgia, around your family, around what emotional security means to you. Sometimes the thoughts we are having make us feel insecure and they're our own self-undoing. Sometimes we hold on to things from the past because somehow we think if we have a reservoir of memory, related to experiences of how we've been hurt or how we've been betrayed or, you know, uh, even things that were positive. We think if we have that reservoir of memory that somehow will protect us from the future. And if you look even at ancient cultures, when they uh, would have an experience or an experience and observation of the sky, they would put that in their memory bank and it would, um, they would share that with other people about their observation correlated to an experience so that it would protect them from future events happening. Mercury retrograding cancer is like this in that it's saying, is what you're carrying in your memory bank useful? Because just because something happened in the past doesn't mean it's going to happen in the future. Allow your future to be different. Again, bring it back to the present moment and think about what is a value to you. What is emotionally nourishing? And are there things in the past that can also support you and bring you forward that maybe you've forgotten? So it's really about reviewing the past during that Mercury retrograde. The lunar eclipse just before Mercury retrograde is... The eclipses are always kind of like a wild card. We know where they're going to happen. In fact, you can even look at your chart and find 15 degrees Sagittarius, which is where the eclipse will be, the lunar eclipse. And 
you know that that area of your life is changing and it will be affected. You'll, you may get unexpected news. You may have um, just some things you hadn't anticipated. Again, it doesn't need to be good or bad. It's just happening. It's realigning you to a destiny you couldn't have imagined. Even when things seem overwhelming or like they could be negatively interpreted, don't judge your experience so fast, so quickly. And that's what the lunar eclipse in Sagittarius is about. It's a new moon, or excuse me, a full moon exaggerated. You're letting go of something. And the reason you're letting go of something is the sun and the moon are flanking the earth and you're having a moment of realization. And that moment of realization allows you to let go of experiences that are not supporting your future and aligning you to new experiences. Sagittarius is all about faith all about having um, a sense of perspective that is in alignment with your faith. So during this lunar eclipse, it's about letting go of that inauthenticity of where you're too righteous, where you think you know too much, and of, again, being open to new and exciting changes related to your future. One way that these events are all interwoven and you can see these patterns, which is, I think, just so beautiful, is that Mars is an integral part of each of the new and full moons. So on May 22nd, Mars was square the uh, new moon, the sun and the moon. And on the lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, Mars is also squaring uh, it's actually making a challenging aspect to both the sun and the moon that are opposite one another. And again, it's in Pisces. So it's saying we don't know what actions to take, but we're realizing what they might be. We're realigning to the future by letting go of the past and reorienting our thoughts, our faith and our experiences and the possibilities. What the Mercury retrogrades have in common for the whole year. There's typically three to four Mercury retrogrades per year. And the interesting thing about the Mercury retrogrades this year, we already had one. We have this one uh, in June and then an upcoming one. They're all in water signs. And when Mercury is in a water sign, the first one was in Scorpio, this one's in Cancer, and the future one's in Pisces, it's about reevaluating your thoughts and your emotions. How have your emotions affected your thoughts and vice versa? And we went into great detail, I think, about this upcoming one in Cancer. But just think about that. If all year you're working with thought and you are reevaluating your relationship between thought and feeling, which are integral, right? They're not separate. That is beautiful and it's an opportunity to really realign those two facets of yourself so that they are in greater harmony. Summer Equinox happens on June 20th and it's there are four major uh 
dates when the sun enters a tropic, the tropic of Capricorn, or when the sun uh, crosses the latitude of the tropic of Cancer. So when the sun makes this ingress, ingress meaning enters a sign, during these four times of year, that's related to the tropical zodiac, which is basically what Western astrology is based on. So the sun um, at summer solstice, winter solstice, um, autumn equinox, or uh, spring equinox is significant in terms of light. Because, and light is consciousness, light is awareness. And on June 20th, when the sun enters the zero degree of cancer. That basically means that our North Pole is tilted and that the sun is at the highest point uh, in the Northern Hemisphere at that Tropic of Cancer. That's the longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. It's the um, light is the longest. The sun rises early and sets late. And so that's an opportunity for us at least um, in older traditions and pagan religions too, they would really celebrate that pouring of light over the earth and over our consciousness, that new phase of conscious awakening. And when the uh, summer solstice happens, we're moving towards, that's the longest day of light. And then light is slowly each day after that. There's going to be less and less and less light until uh, winter solstice, uh, which happens on December 21st this year, which is the darkest night of the year in which we turn inward and reflect. We are no longer so consciously aware. We're becoming more subconsciously aware. So think about summer solstice in terms of that. Where is if you know your chart, and if you don't, again, it's not a big deal. But if you know where zero degree cancer is, look it up in your chart and, and look at the patterns. Every year on summer solstice, what new point of consciousness is that initiating for you? The day after the sun enters cancer, summer solstice, we have a, a solar eclipse, an exaggerated new moon when the moon is going to block the light that we just had, that extreme light pouring over our consciousness. Now the moon is going to block that light for a minute and pause. And what that feels like subconsciously, because we're not aware of this, I wish we were more acutely aware but this is the beauty of astrology is that we can be aware of these events and it can put us in touch with the larger world of the universe that we are such an integral part of. So when the moon blocks that sunlight, there's a pause in our nervous system because that's how light works with our bodies is through the nervous system. And so when there's that pause, there's this kind of shakeup. Even some animals are known to die because they think in the middle of the day, they, they know something's wrong. If that light is blocked for a moment, the world's ending, right? And for us as human beings, our nervous system has a pause for a minute to digest all the information we've received, all the thoughts we've had, and that can create a new alignment, a new realization that's happening 
um, beyond our conscious comprehension, really, beyond our understanding. That solar eclipse is also in relationship to Mars. Only now it's in harmonious aspect to Mars. And so now you're able to take intuitive action that is in alignment. You're ready to go and you now know what to do. So think about that too. Your actions have been idle up until this point and now this is really signifying a new beginning. Mercury is still retrograde at that point but it's about to come out of retrograde. So you're going to know what to do at the end of summer. You're going to have clarity. So if you do not yet know, be easy with yourself. From around summer solstice until June 30th, Jupiter retrograde in Capricorn is going to meet up with Pluto in Capricorn at the 24th degree. The la- or excuse, yeah, the 24th degree. The last time they came together here was on January 12th. And that is was in the kind of the height of the right before the pandemic. And but that's what really initiated the pandemic was those two planets coming together. So on a collective level, we're revisiting everything that's happened during the pandemic since June, since January 12th. And now in our personal lives, it's reevaluating. Pluto's about how are you dealing with disempowerment? How are you becoming empowered even when you don't feel like you have control? If you haven't read uh, Metamorphosis, I highly recommend it about the shedding of our lives and that rebirth process all having to do with Pluto and Jupiter is expansion and a new faith that's being reinstated in you but in the sign of Capricorn you're really the foundation for which you've built your life is deconstructing and you are setting new goals that are empowering and that will fit into into society in a different way so this is a pretty mega big aspect. It's like a superpower. And even though they're retrograde, that means you're doing the internal work first. You're really setting the goals um, inward. And what that means is instead of just pushing everything outward and being productive uh, or, you know, obsessed with productivity, you are checking in with yourself and asking if it's really meaningful and worth that time and investment. So I hope you enjoyed this cosmic weather report. Again, I will do these periodically when I feel there are a lot of really significant planetary alignments that I feel you need to know about and uh, are very empowering. So knowing that eclipse season, we're in the midst of it and that we have these two eclipses on June 5th and on uh, June 21st, June 5th is 15 degrees Sagittarius if you want to get personal in your natal chart and the solar eclipse on June 21st at zero degrees Cancer. But really what eclipses mean is you need to clear your schedule because anything can happen, unexpected events can happen, and you don't want to put unneeded pressure on yourself. These are alignments of the planets coming together and we're a part of this ecosystem. This means our life is coming into alignment as well. So 
if you are looking at all of these astrological, the thread of all the events that have happened, you're right where you need to be. And anything that's holding you back is going to become uncomfortable. It's going to become so apparent in your experience. You're going to feel it. It's going to give you either anxiety or it's going to continually circulate in your head. And that's what you need to work on. So pay attention to what is continually coming up for you. It may be something that you need to let go of, or it may be something um, that you need to forgive or even embrace with yourself. You know, you may need to say, I, I am going to accept, I will accept this part of myself now. It's time. It could be something as simple as that. So give yourself plenty of time and space Clear your schedule as much as you can and um, yeah, and enjoy these events. They're powerful and you can work with them. If you enjoyed this episode and the podcast, please remember to rate and review and share it with those who you feel would enjoy it most. Thanks so much.